When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been here like longer than us. You definitely know this better than anyone, how hard it is to try and convey what you're experiencing, doing, being about this life to people that are not into it. Did you just promote the tour that we're on? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Tonight at the okay. Observatory okay. Santana, show up people. I guess. Isn't that weird about the sound of your own voice is that it's only you, it's only in your head, yeah. It's like no one hears what you hear. Yeah, right? Exactly. It's just funny. Right, I need to get, I need to get, I'm trying to copy what you're doing over there. I'll do it. I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing, so it's fine. <laughs> you know what <laughs> It's weird because we're so like, w- would you call that insecurity with your own voice? Oh, yeah. Oh, big song. Oh, yeah. it is. I think I sound fat. Like when I first heard my, <laughs> my voice from the outside, I was like, just a fat dude. <laughs> it's a fat dude's voice I'm hearing right now. I think so. But little do they know, you're ripped. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. In and the middle. And you're and, and, and you're a sick drummer. Oh, stop it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a blush. I'm a blush already. Well, alrighty. We got 1056. Thank you for making time to be here. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah, we had some crazy weekends. You guys played Aftershock? Yeah, yeah. two days ago. Yeah, was two it? days ago. It was mental. We was not expecting. We did, what was the other one? Louder Than, louder yeah, than, louder than Life. Yeah. yeah, we did Louder Than Life. And that was, although it was sick, it was slightly underwhelming. We were kind of like, oh, I hope it's not going to be the same. And it was overwhelming. It was so good. Great. The vibe was sick. The crowd reaction was great. Yeah. Uh, the organization was on point. Yeah. DWP is the name of the game when it comes to festival anyways. Like in terms of organization and the way they work around the hospitality for the artists to just feel like, valued for a whole day which feels good especially in the middle of the tour where we all know there are some shows where it's not as welcoming and uh and comfortable being around aftershock was a nice little breather for sure yeah i saw videos it looked it look great yeah oh yeah yeah it, it, it's, it must be a trip for for you guys it's, it's, especially you aaron technically like starting over and now coming back in such a short amount of time yeah you know yeah it was a trip i mean and plus, like, the time that I was away for was pretty much the pandemic. So it was, like, such a trip to just, I was like, oh, it's over for me, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. pa- pandemic happened terrible for lots of people, obviously, for mm-hmm. obviously obvious reasons. And, uh, yeah, and then we just managed to get it all together and then pretty much came out of the other side and hit the ground running. So, yeah, it's, it feels great to have a second chance. And I think we're all in the same boat. Like, this isn't anyone's first rodeo apart from... Yeah, it's my, my my first fat time in the USA. Uh, second tour, third tour, something like that. Ever. I'm way less experienced than all the uh, other guys. But mm-hmm. Feels great. Yeah, <laughs> and you, I feel lucky. Yeah, you like you're like. Remember being 13 and seeing you know his his band for his yeah, one of his first shows, and that's now my yeah. first show. crazy, huh? First his show actual ever. first show with BTM, yeah, I was there. I was 13, that's it. And now we are in a band together, touring in the US. That's crazy. How old are you? Uh, 26. Wow. 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
Because you were like, uh, Luca, you were like a, a mega fan of music. You're going, apparently you're going to like all the shows, huh? Not that much, actually, because like I don't live in Paris and uh, there wasn't that much shows happening in my town. Mm -hmm. But yeah, every time that something was coming to my town, I was there. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Between the Mars was like a big part of my music. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, I was a big fan when I was a kid. In, uh, yeah. Well, he's he's the music encyclopedia of the group of the band. Like he listens to every new releases, all genres, all the time. He's the most like attuned to what's happening in the yeah. music in general. So yeah, he's he's the guy when it comes. Yeah. To I'm curious. If oh, yeah. if you want to know if something something's cool or not, you're like asking. You know, it's like, is <laughs> yeah. it, okay. you know when you're getting older and you're like, oh, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's up the gauge. Is this cool? And he's like, nah. no, no. Like, okay, well that's. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna send Arnie Becker to you first, oh. and then tell us. So like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> where where were you five years ago? Oh, oh. oh come on, man. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, it's really nice to have like a fresh perspective on music. Yeah, how has that been for you? Great. I mean, that I mean, I mean, with I mean, with this, it's constantly new bands, you know, yeah, yeah. constantly older bands. Uh, like the up and coming, so it's a constant flow of music, and it's it's weird. Like it's kind of funny. This hit me like two months ago, where oh yeah, this is what technically what I used to do. Where you're, you're at all, you just going to shows when when you're young and talking and whoever you can, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. either whether it's a club promoter or like a a band or a friend that's a friend of a band that you want to try to hang out with. I was like, oh yeah, this is what we used to do. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a, a other version of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, just... and then and then riffs started to come back. Really? Weird. So, like, sorry to turn the question around, but do you do you get the feeling that you were starting over at some point? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like with this and multiple times. Multiple times. Uh, let's see. There is ob the obvious tragedy of Mitch. There is the uh, the self titled was a big reset for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after, and it's funny because when when you make a change, there's there'll be remnants of said change and you kind of have to go through either one and kind of fine tune things right so i'll call that for me like maybe two years ago so, yeah so you, i mean you know i mean you know how it is to kind of start over yeah you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah how how i mean how's that been for you it's been good i mean <clears throat> uh i don't want to make this i mean none of this is about me right but um it was just good to have to find a bunch of people who are on the same wavelength and mm -hmm who are supportive of things that I want to talk about. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That was a really big thing for me. Like people that want to push me to express the things that I want to say without barriers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this, this group of friends, yeah. Right. And this group of friends and the people that we're working with, no one's like sticking any barriers up and saying, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that, or this is too extreme or even musically, you know, like I feel like we all have the same opinion that, we're just going to go as far as we want and in, in any direction we want. And I felt mm -hmm. that with pr my previous project, there was barriers everywhere, barriers, barriers, barriers. You know, mm -hmm. we need to do this because that. And, you know, it was just, it's been very liberating for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For all of us, I think. I think like, the, yeah, doing this, Ben, was uh, the outlet we all needed at the time we decided to make it, coincidentally, because none of us was necessarily meant to build a new band together. It just happened all so naturally and like it got we got the proof time and time again that I was the right thing that was supposed to happen in a ways that we needed that outlet. We needed to have someone as forward thinking as Aaron when it comes to 
um, lyrics and being able to put into words like things that people are going through on the daily. And even though sometimes we're afraid that maybe it was going to get too extreme, it's been actually more like celebrated in a way that people are like, oh, finally, I, 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 I now see someone that's been going through the same things that I've been going through and that's been able to put it into words and like someone that I can, can look up to and not feel so alone anymore. And then it's also on the musical side that this is provided an outlet for us to play the music we've had in our hearts for a while, but never really been able to explore because being part of like different projects and other genres at a different time in music. So this was like, yeah, stars align in that matter that it all, it's been like a, um, salvatory. salvatory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I'm not sure if you know this, but Steve also plays in Betraying the Martyrs. Yes. And they recently just announced their breakup. That was a question I had for later. Oh, yeah. sorry, man. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, 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 this is your flow, not not, not mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the fact that I got to pick, I mean, my favorite person from the band, like, you know, just whoop, and yeah. now he's come in and we're doing it together. It's just, um, yeah, it's just great, man. Yeah. Being surrounded by good people, you know, you're surrounded by great people, so you know how important it, important that is to for happiness and to being a productive, you know what I mean? Of course, man. What What did you initially think when, since, okay, now now we're going backwards, but it's fine. When, what what did you think when Aaron was kind of out and one foot out? Uh, Here we go. <clears throat> Sick. <laughs> I'm interested to know because he was extremely supportive. Okay. And so That's what's funny is that, so yep. yesterday we played, the, we played a venue in Los Angeles, uh, 1720. Last time we played there, that was with Betraying the Martyrs. Mm -hmm. That very same night when we left the venue, three hours after that, everything was burning in our band. So this venue and this thing is very special because the next day after we burned the van, I was with Aaron in the swimming pool. We were in the middle of a hotel in the middle of nowhere. And Aaron came to me and he was like, dude, I got to tell you something. I'm telling it, I'm telling it to you because... Uh, yeah, we, we got this. You yeah, know what I mean? We got, we got those people that... Yeah. And um, and you told me uh, I I need I need to get out of that, and I was like, please do, please do, because back then it was feeling. I mean, it was not. You can say it. it <laughs> you you were you were fucked by then. You you were like yeah. you couldn't go on stage and feel yourself, and I could feel it. And before being my colleague, Aaron has always been my friend, and as a friend, I was like, please do get out of that because it was destructive for him and I don't want to see, I don't want to see my friend like so bad and stuff. So after that, um, for me personally, saying that meant like shooting myself in the foot because in my head. And in, 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 in back of your head, yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I was like, Betraying the Martyrs without Aaron doesn't exist. I mean, I've been watching Betraying the Martyrs as a kid, as a fanboy, you know, and all I could see was this big dude like ripping the stage, and I was like, "What? What is this band without this guy?" And pandemic happened, and two years of depression, and just like <laughs> thinking about what we've done before is never coming back ever. And in my head, I was done. And then one day, I was just like completely in the middle of a burnout. I was going on vacation in Thailand. I was at the airport. He called me. I was like, "Hey." Uh, actually, Nico, our bassist, cannot 
really do shows for 10.56 you morning. I was like, fuck yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. It was like, and since then, never stopped. Things happened with Betraying the Martyrs that well, eventually we couldn't keep up. Uh, it was becoming very complicated to, become, to continue as a band. But um, no, I mean, I'm, I feel so grateful that somehow things turned out that here we are. And what's funny is that this dude here, Arno, we played together in Uneven Structure, a band, a progressive metal band, like in 2016. Oh, yeah. Betraying the Martyr stole Steve's exactly. from me, and now I'm stealing Steve's back. Exactly. Leaving structure, it broke my heart because I was living here, especially. And now, like, I'm back in, in the wow. game with these two guys, and I have these two guys as well that I, I mean, Queenie, I know him for, like, more than 10 years, yeah. stuff like that. 10 years? Yeah. Always been friends and all. And that's what I feel is very valuable with this project it's the like we are like friends before being before being colleagues right hmm. so which makes a huge huge difference i guess you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. it's uh you can be in bands where you have colleagues and it's not enjoyable it's not no 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 when you're on the road especially <laughs> you need to be with friends in my opinion yeah all right turned out well <laughs> it did <laughs> it's like this un like this undeniable energy that's brought like your friends back yeah. And brought like the right people, like the right yeah, yeah. amount of crazy, the, the right members. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I brought brothers by design. Like oh. we haven't even chosen for ourselves. It's just like the universe put us in that spot at that time yeah. because nothing would have would have like told me in any parameters that I would be in a band with Aaron. Like we just like met across festivals and then, but we hardly ever spoke before. Mm -hmm. Queenie, we did our first European tour together. Like over 10 years ago when we were both illegal and we needed to have the letters from our parents allowing us to leave the country. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Steve's, yeah, we've been in bands together. Luca, we didn't know. He was guy. an embryo at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same age as you, as you guys. Not really. Not really. <laughs> you too. Yeah, pretty much the same. One year, yeah. two years. Ten years. Ten, Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Well, I got... I gotta tell you something. It's it's kind of fascinating that when Aaron was kind of on like the way out, you look at him at first as a friend. Because that's what people should do, right? I mean, it felt natural to me. What one thing that struck me when I entered the band, Betraying the Martyrs, is that I felt Aaron was really like I, I thought he was the guy in charge of everything. <laughs> when I joined the band, I realized it was very different. He's in charge of nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, it was more barriers once more. Yes. You know? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. More barriers. More. I won't use yeah. the word gatekeeping necessarily, but mm -hmm. yeah, I just yeah. didn't. I didn't have access to the things that I should have had access to, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I mean, the, the, that's one of the things I was really surprised with, and I was like, why is why. Like the rest of the band doesn't really listen to what he says because there is like very interesting ideas. And we started, I remember we started writing music with BTM the very last moments before you left the band. That kind of felt somehow like very well, too heavy for Betraying the Bodies, of course. Yeah. But some kind of the premises of, uh, I mean, not the premises. Forced the, or like, the, or. The, the, little thing that became something that you can feel in 1056 now mm. in the in the way you he was approaching like the no compromise 
um, mm -hmm. writing of stuff, mm -hmm. much, which wasn't possible for him in the Big I believe. Yeah, it wasn't possible. So, yeah, and that's what friends do. Like uh, he had way, way, way more potential. He, Friends also tell friends to stop hitting the exactly. table because you're playing them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was great. So it's always good to have friends that, you know, have your best interests at heart, you know, not their own. Yeah. He, he was one of those people who was like, okay, you're destroying yourself, like physically, I can see it, you know. I was like bloated, I, you know, bloated for drinking and shit. I was just unhappy, you know. Yeah. Were you, uh, do you believe in karma? Um, I don't want to admit it because I've probably got some pretty bad stuff coming my way. If that's the case, you know what I mean, <laughs> from the past or whatever. But yeah, I guess I, I guess I do. Yeah, I mean, if you're nice to people, people are nice to you. Right? Yeah, well, there's well, there's not so, karma isn't always bad. People, when you, when you say the word karma, people just immediately associate it with the bad. But mm. you know, there's there's good, and I think this is a example, a prime example of good karma. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you're willing to kind of, you basically without, without even saying it, like you're willing to walk, okay, if he's gone, my band is gone. Yeah. But, but you're willing to st step uh, away. I, of course. I, and mean, then I, it, I don't want my friend to feel bad. And I mean, yeah, karma, of course, it's, I do believe in it. I, even if it doesn't exist, it's just a principle of life. That just be nice to other and think like about yeah. the wellness around you. What you give, you get exactly. back. Yeah. But Steve, of all people, is that one person that will put everyone's well-being before his own to a point where it's irritating. Yeah. Like slap in the face irritating sometimes. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> go to fucking bed. Stop worrying so much about other people. Like think, think about you for just once in your life. Does that. I think that's a great quality. It's cool, man. Yeah. You just be proud. We love you, Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> You're a blessing. You're a blessing. That's not heavy, dude. What the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> but, but I do punch my bass sometimes, so yeah. that's the heavy. Yeah. yeah, that's the outlet you need. Yeah. And just end up with bloody t shirt every night. I yeah. see it. It's, yeah, it's pretty insane what what all of you guys have done in, since 2019. The band started in 2019, correct? 20, 20, we went public 20, 20, in 21. 21, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we played yeah. our first show in April last 20, year in March. 22. Last year? Last yeah, year just March. played our first show last year. Okay. Just over a year ago, yeah. What are, this Jesus, was, how, okay. what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be a side project <laughs> and, it, and it went sideways so fast, like to a point where it was just like, uh, was it last year? This was a side project. Yeah. It was last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we played our first show last year. Just to be an, supposed to be an outlet, like for a change of what we used to do with our other bands, and then like on accident, people started getting into it, and we started like signing contracts with partners, and then like mm. before we knew it, we were we were damned. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just in the tour bus, like, oh shit, it's gone too far. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. I just wanted to write some breakdowns. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now we're on tour and stuff. No. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a blessing. Yeah. Blessing. Like, uh, everything that's been happening to us for the past year and a half is, is like a compilation of childhood dreams for most of us. I mean, Aaron's been doing the rounds for a while. Steve's has had his like fair share of experiences. Queenie, uh, myself a bit Luca a bit less but Luca is just like he's been he's been like his growth has been so incredibly yeah. fast like he was the guy that had no self-confidence in like being able to 
shoot a music video or behave on stage or speak English or just like communicate with people mm. and just instincting instinctively and just putting the hours and energy into it, he got like I'd say much better than many many of us in the oh, band yeah. are doing. So he's just yeah. he's a beast that everything has been I think that cosplaying stuff. Jeff Hardy was the best thing that you could have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Cosplaying Jeff Hardy, I always say that it looks like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, because I wear like long sleeves. Yeah, long tight sleeves. And he's got that sweet hair and he's all he's like Jeff Hardy, man. You know you know who Jeff Hardy of course, is? Of course. Yeah. A smaller right. one. Right. Jeff, okay. Wrestling. Small Jeff Hardy. Yeah, cute pocket sized Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I got that a few times too. Mm-hmm. You, you look like Jeff Hardy. Like you, you can be Matt Hardy. I think. Matt, okay. <laughs> Dude, we we could be a wrestling duo. Let's do it. And then we could start our own band. <laughs> and then that'll be a side project that turns into our main band. Yeah, and it'll be called Ladders and Chairs or some shit. Ladders and Chairs? Yeah. That's a, did you just come up with that right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> Ladders and Chairs? Ladders and Chairs. Is there a band called Lad- Ladders and Chairs? Uh, that'll be, that'll be, that'll no, be like, he's got the Hardy Boys. That'll be like the, the sickest like wrestling. I'm sorry, slam. But can you go back to that photo? I mean, how do you not look like Jeff Hardy? Right, so you uh, are. Yeah, there's the. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Please don't tell me I look like that. I don't want to look like that at all. That's exactly what you look like, no, dude. I mean, no, he's no. They're both handsome. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and they're living legends too. Living True. legends, like I mean, what what they've done to their bodies, dude. It's insane. <laughs> All those ladder matches, like how do you and and how do you keep doing that without being seriously injured? What well, they probably were. Whilst having so much riz doing it. Look that photo, the one where where they're in the red. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's Luca right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I I gotta be honest with you. The fact that he tucks in his shirt and you do as well, yeah. It, yeah. it does add to it. I, okay, I, okay, okay. Accept that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, fine. <laughs> Sometimes you, you, you just got to accept it. Yeah. Uh, this, this gentleman came up to me and was like, dude, you, like, I, dude I, thought, I thought you were the bass player for, for, for Metallica. I was like, cool. <laughs> you should have said, yeah, I am. I, I, well, I am. What's up? So Buy me a drink. Buy me a drink. Do you have a baby? I'll sign it. Yeah. I'll lean up. I'll lean up. I mean, I'm, Rob is a handsome man. I'm not saying he's fat. But what I've noticed is when I've been out of my diet, I'm eating a lot of pizza, drinking a lot of beer. I'm bloated. People start saying it. So, it's, so I, I have like this automatic negative thought. You're when saying that Rob's it. fat. No, I'm not. No, he's not. But it's just something. When my face is, is he saying that Rob's fat? When I when I when I get a little bit, I think you're chunky. saying the rose. No, that's that's it's that it's, <laughs> is that the headline? That's it. That, that's a th- that's it a says, thumbnail. It says, Do one of these faces. Oh, that's Rob's fat. Oh, this is, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like if my if I get like a little bit chunky, I think we just look so Rob's alike. chunky as well. Okay. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I, I don't care, but it's just like I just automatically associate you're saying on fat. If that if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I don't yeah, care about the comment. One, that middle one is there's something. There's definitely something here. Is there, is there yeah. something there? Same person here. Yeah. 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 That's you. That's yeah. you. After a few pizzas. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> how how do you guys compare in terms of net worth? You reckon? Well, I wish my net worth from the internet was true. <laughs> oh, how, how much is your? How are you? I was, think it was. Uh, oh my god, we're gonna pull it up right now. I do think it. I saw three million. Dude. Wow. One of these sites, 
Mine is something like 57 million. 57 yeah, yeah. million? I'm yeah. not even close to anything. Like Dude, buy me a car, man. What the fuck are you doing? I want $57. That would be fine. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was 16 million on one of these websites, but 100? also you had $2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, two daughters as well, it says. Same. I, I don't have any children. Where do people get this these net worths from? I don't get it. Just like rough estimates from streaming numbers and potential what assets. Is? It's just like comparison. You are one of the richest guitarists from the United States. Oh my, <laughs> that is so wrong. Uh, go up, go up. A hundred million? hundred million. Hey. Damn, dude. I could fucking buy a car, dude. And these, that next website these quotes aren't even like cold, according man. to Forbes. So Forbes has been looking into your accounts, G. Oh no, that's pretty cool. You've got the IRS fucking knocking on the door. And shit. It's scary. Oh no, it's what you, I always I always do my taxes. You, you got do? You, yeah, got to do it. No matter, yeah. as we all right. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how much I didn't make, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, there's no matter how broke I ever been or the band's ever been, always done my taxes, always get health insurance. Oh yeah, and now you're worth a hundred million. One day. <laughs> maybe it's your future net worth yeah maybe it's uh their when joe rogan man. gets assassinated mysteriously in the <laughs> upcoming weeks and oh. your podcast gets brought out by spotify oh damn that's when it's happening oh <laughs> that is a kind of a a worry it's like man like what the joe rogan's gonna get hit no, that, uh, yeah, well, that too. Is that like a thing right now? Is that, is that a- well, the, I'm gonna, I think I'm putting a hit on him so your podcast becomes the biggest podcast. Appreciate that. And that's how you're gonna get to 100 million. Okay. And, and I'll do your taxes. Oh, thank you. <coughs> I got you, mate. Doing taxes suck, dude. Yes. I would know because I do that all the time as well. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you have health insurance? Uh, well, we're, we're from Europe, so that's what's up. It's a, it's oh, a given. Okay, great. It's a given. It's just like being born. Here. Okay. There's not much happening. It's just like that's a granite. That's sick. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's cool. Up to a certain point though. Like Americans would assume we have everything and anything for free. You know, it's just, just it's like not. we have like a like a very hefty, comfortable safety net when it comes to, to health. Yeah. It is. But it's not like you have to pay to touch your baby or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Yeah. Of course. So let's say you need um you need Serge, you need to get your gold bladder tape like taken out. Is that is is that is that covered? Did you know that I just re- yeah okay yeah uh, I stayed in the hospital for what four days I think, and I had this crazy room with a TV. I was gaming. I was showering. It was dope. It cost me one hundred and fifty euros in total for everything. Are you serious? Yeah, and they and they pay for my taxi home as well. What the fuck? And wow. if you and if you don't pay this hundred and fifty, they'll just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay. They're like, oh, was a, we were just joking. You know, <laughs> you know, Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Hundred and fifty euros. And even I was like, oh, that's a, that's a bit steep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> you, you thought that. Oh, we felt bad for him that he had to pay 150 because like in our mindset in Europe, it's like, so you had to go through surgery and you have to pay for this shit. It's just like, 
So that's a bad news on top of a bad news? That's terrible. But it's just like the, the, the model is totally shifted, which isn't very cool because that makes us very entitled. Suppose like having access to, to health and just like surgery and heavy procedures and uh, getting away with it not paying for i guess that's why we crossed the street so fucking you know what i mean oh, it's yeah. not even looking it's gonna cost me nothing whatever happens you know what i mean everyone's just crossing the street recklessly because whatever happens i'm not paying for it wow know? oh yeah so yeah your, your surgery happened back in february correct something like that yeah. what uh what was it gold stones yeah i i hear that that's the worst pain my uh my lady just just had it it's terrible. Bro, like the first time I had two, like, I don't know what to call it, like episodes or what are pain episodes. First one, I was doing sit-ups and it just happened, right? Mm-hmm. But I was on my own. I was just crawling around on the floor for like an hour, maybe two, just like drooling on myself, you know, when you're so much in pain that you're just like, ah. And the second time we were recording vocals together at my house and I was just like doing vocals and it just hit me again. And luckily, luckily, they were there, and they were like hospital, and I was like, nah. They were like, yeah, hospital. Yeah, we got, we got to go. Yeah, I went there. I was just like, oh, they'll just give me some painkillers and send me away. Huh. Four days later, it came out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad I had it taken care of, right? Because so, they were like going towards my pancreas, and they were like, yeah, you could have got pancre- pancreas or whatever it's called. So they they probably had to give you an X-ray. So I mean, what I mean, because they first say that's pretty common. They'll send you home with like painkillers. Yeah, and, and then like what's like, okay, so you you go back. I went to the and, emergency room, mm-hmm. but you know you know that feeling like where you go to the emergency room and it's not hurting anymore. You know what I mean? When you go to see the sure. doctor, and as soon as you get in front of him, he's like, "What's up?" It's like, well, I feel fine now, but earlier, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that. I was like, oh, "I feel fine," and then they just put me in a scanner. They were like, "All right, that's good. I'm gonna take it out or whatever." Fuck, oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean, I poo a bit weird now, but fucking, that's it. Yeah. So what? Uh, what is the? So if you get your gallbladder removed, what is like the after effects? Like what? Like what? Like what changes? It's does it create it, or it stocks excess bile? It creates bile. I think. It creates bile. Yeah. But I think it stores it too. So that's some something about bile. I'd assume bile. that if if, bile, you, yeah. if you vomit from now on, it's going to be a totally different experience. I haven't done it yet. Want to try? Yeah, pass me another beer, mate. <laughs> beard up, dude. Yeah, beard up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just poo a bit weird now, but I mean, when we're in the states, we shit super weird anyway. It's true. Like lungs, flaky snakes, whatever. Yeah. But back home, we just like logs. And doing all of that while ter- what touching your like toilet mate feet that you don't know, like that heavy trucker yeah, middle of Texas. The lack of privacy in in American toilets is mental. Like your doors are like this big and there's like really gaps and you're oh, making yeah. there's like this big like two inch gap. Yeah, and you're making eye contact like with some dude. Ben. <laughs> and I was taking a shit right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. My goodness. In some venues you like sit in taking a shit and you your head's like above the door or whatever. You're like Do you have some explanations about that? Because we really cannot understand what's going on. Like were you on a budget when building all these toilets? Because you go like all Fancy and glitters, but then you didn't have like what it takes for that extra lumber piece for like, yeah. for like the lower part of the door. That's weird. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a mix of it's like who is going to the bathrooms and kicking down the fucking doors because they're all fucked. It's like you got you got to go to the bathroom that bad, you just run up and kick the door down. Like why why are all the bat the, like the bathroom stalls fucked up? Yeah, why? because of the food, right? 
because every time I go to the toilet when I'm here, it is. You're just pissed. It's an emergency, <clears throat> man. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want, I want everyone to see me shit right now so you kick on the door. I'm not calmly walking up, opening the door, <laughs> undoing my belt. You know, it's like boom, kick down the door, ripping everything off, t shirts coming off. I'm sweating. Touch it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, my, my second day in the USA, I, was, I had to go to the toilet like eight or nine times in a day oh, because dude. of Popeyes. <laughs> he he cost us. Popeyes, and we, we could number it up to $40 because we were actually on a two hours uh, Uber drive because we had an RV uh, delay and we were like two hours from, um, from um, the airport. What was it? Uh, New Liberty, Newark, yeah. to like upstate New York, two hours Uber drive, and then he had to stop us at a Wendy's. So his first experience in the US in a Wendy's was just like blowing up the toilets. And that was like, that was numbered up to $30, the weight we had. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yep. He swanton bombed that fucking toilet, man. <laughs> that isn't chairs, baby. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Uh, Are we looking at pictures straight, of toilets? Straight of a horror movie. <laughs> is this is this from a Saw franchise movie or is it just a regular classic oh American God. toilet? I have my idea on it. No, they're all they're all terrible. Yeah. All right. Subject change. No, exactly. <laughs> well, one, we'll just close, close it out. It's not just us. I go to France and well, one sometimes you don't even have a toilet, so there's that hole in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess French people aren't really so what, in so, the best position. To so be what's with that? Sorry. You know, you know for well that I'm holding the floor as a toilet in France. Yeah. Well, we call it Turkish, no? to yeah, Turkish yeah, toilets, Turkish toilets. But it's Turkish like toilets. it's getting like more and more yeah. sparse. I haven't seen that in a but while. Still, like we have yeah. walls, we have like a bit of privacy. Yeah. It's just like we don't yeah. see each other's feet. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> we don't want to see that. Well, I think I think this is a problem with venues. If you play any venue. Oh, yep. yeah. I have, that's, a, that's I have a video of me handing the buyout money to the guys like just above the door because it was so low I could just like <laughs> some money. change. Yeah, yeah, please. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and one more thing about the toilet. So what who came up with the concept with the uh, downer? Okay, so downer was uh my original idea for the, the name of the band. Yeah, for the name of the band. Okay. And then like there's a rapper, right? I think an Australian rapper called Downer. Mm -hmm. with a zero and a three and we were just like okay let's hit up their management or whatever and they were like call your bandana and we'll sue you they were like oh shit Threat threaten to sue you yeah and like if that you sucks. do it legal action straight away and we're like all right fucking straight away so it was like last minute change okay what else i was like 1056 there's this band called villains from chicago who did an album called 10 code and they had a song called 1056 on there I don't think they're together anymore. But like mm. that whole Chicago sound, you know, like Sworn In, I think Barrier, Monsters. There's just, like so many good bands that came out of that area and that mm -hmm. era as well. Yeah. That inspired like everything that we do. Like, you know, if it was, wasn't for like Sworn In and bands like that, I mean. Dude, I got a jam Sworn In, dude. Dude, remember Fuck. that? That The Death Card album? Oh, bro. Dude, Sworn In. I mean, I can't it's remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. They, they had such a like influx of such like awesome bands that you know bands are trying to sound like that now and that was happening like 10 plus years ago yeah and i was just like all right 1056 not ripping them off it's more like a homage you know what i mean mm. yeah like i hope those guys know that that's why we're called 1056 cool <laughs> yeah and it's a it's a sick ass police code as well what, yeah well it means that uh, means a crime scene right uh, uh, or going to death by suicide on a, on a scene or drug uh, usage. yeah 
people under the influence on like public ways, sort of. So it's just like two subjects that really match anyways the themes we're getting into in our songs. Mm-hmm. And it writes real well on a t-shirt. Yeah. Also, I think. Yeah. Genius. It, it rolls off the tongue, except when you're getting in, interviewed by like French people. They're like, we are here with 10 Dude, looking up interviews of your band was driving me insane. Was it, it all French? Yeah, it was all French. Oh, yeah. Here's one. Oh shit, it's in French. Yeah, it's that one, the one had captions. Oh. <laughs> like, dang, dude. What was your, what was your home venue in France? Home venue? Yeah. Don't, don't really have, we don't have like nowhere to call like home as an HQ. Uh, we, I'd say backstage. Backstage, backstage yeah. yeah. Backstage, uh, it's near the Moulin Rouge. Okay. In Piga, it's just like this small, you got a bar and then like at the bottom, bottom of this bar, there's like a, Kind of an underground music venue, uh, backstage by the mill. What's the count? Yeah, this one. Yeah, the backstage BTM. Like we did our first like official Parisian headline show there. Yeah, and it sold the fuck out. And we were just like, "What's going on?" Really? Yeah, this yeah. is so cool. Like there were people. There were there were a queue outside. <coughs> it was it was yeah so cool. And that's also where we do our production rehearsals. Like once a year, we get allowed two days of production rehearsals, and that packs. The show we're gonna play for that year, yeah. Because let it be known, ever since we started being a band, we probably packed three days of rehearsal total yeah, ever. <laughs> I mean, we can't be arsed. We just we just don't want to do it on, the, on tour. Like, yeah, <laughs> we just want to play like shows. So you, let's just okay. So this is a, way, a new way to be in a band. So I'm I'm learning. So let's just skip the rehearsal process and yeah. just go straight to the stage. Yeah, but it's it's right? a mindset and a matter of habit. We got so many of our pals that rehearse once a week, like religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, it's just like either we have something very important to do more like production side. Mm-hmm. As for the rest, we kind of trust ourselves. Also, we're playing very ignorant music, so it's low, low IQ music. It doesn't like require that much groundwork before being able to do it properly. I guess not to disrespect our music, but it's just. You guys, you guys are just naturally sick. Are you guys drop A? <laughs> no, it's like different kind of is it, but, drops. So, like, so it's, it's a drop A, but it's a different kind of drop too, Yeah, right? we are turned to drop A, but we have like the uh, E flat E, E flat E. Yeah, a, as well. A, E, A, E flat E, E flat E. So, so you have you can, the... You can make anything sound beautiful with this tuning. It's all dissonance and stuff. No, no. You got the second minor. That's the only thing you can yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> with only a bare, a bare chord, you know, you can like just like slide in. Yeah. And it would sound like so like fucking like... Sick. Like this. Okay. <laughs> with only one finger. So, <laughs> so it's like a, a modern day like open tuning. <laughs> yeah. Uh don't, don't even it's know a closed one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do anything with it. You really yeah. cannot play anything, anything else but 1056 on that, on that shit. Yeah, trying to jam. Yeah, on just like so really it's just like really Yeah, absolutely not possible. <laughs> it's just like you have the drop one, then you have the Satan chord, and then it's all these exactly. and that's it. Yeah. It's like you look at the guitar and it goes boom. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and that's, that's it. it. Yeah. And on top of that, we use the the pitch shifter from the Wami DT as well. So mm-hmm. we have songs in D or Drop E, D, yeah. you know, but getting down like in the, maybe the eight string thing, okay. you know, but just keeping one guitar, we can have like tons of different drop tunings. That's pretty convenient. I was just listening. I was like, what? 
because then I saw an interview, it was, it's drop A. I, mm-hmm. think, I think it was you, actually. And then I was like, drop A. I'm, I'm, and I'm listening to yeah. the songs. I'm like, what? Yeah, but there's always a, an octaver running. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you, have, so, so, you have, so you have an octave lower going. Yeah. yeah, it's always like 50%. And we have like an octave distortion as well that does mm-hmm. dist- apply distortion in an octave lower. I don't even know how it's working. But it makes it sound amazing. more By the way, he and... produced uh, and writes everything. He's like, I don't know how it works. It's all a, mix, a mistake that worked well. Something, something that I learned from him is that um, heavy doesn't mean low tuning. And I learned it from 1056. Because I was, I, I was the same as many people. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you're, you're in drop Z, whatever. Well, yeah, we play in drop D like, sometimes. Like, boy, yeah. it's in drop D. It's actually really low. Like double actually, drop D, but it feels so like heavy and low that yeah, many people are like they, they're just like wondering like if we're tuned like very low. Actually, no, not that the tone. tone. No, no, that's that's the drop the A. Yeah. Like, Everything yeah. comes from the tone and what he managed to do. Like that, he has no idea how he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you guys find this sound? Hello. Like <laughs> how? Yeah, what? So how it started, right? Sorry, we. So how it started, like me, Arno and Quentin got in a room together and we like wrote Diazepam, our first song. And it was like, okay, let's go. Bow, bow. And it was like, okay, all right. And then he wrote this awesome riff. And then we were like, okay, that sounds kind of sick. And we sent it to Luca and I don't know what he did with it. He's gonna take and instantly. He's like, gonna tell you right now. I don't know. Uh, in extremely I had like good the, detail. The, the very the skull of the song, you know. And I tried to pimp it. I just wanted to impress the guys because, like, I wanted to be in this band, and he told me, "Okay, make something good," and I tried to do With so, it. and uh, I came out of that. Oh yeah, all the sound design and stuff—that's why I did. Yeah, and I was pretty scared about this song first because, yeah, we, we were that like the three of us, and sounded like pure shit because no, I, it, it was I did, actually I really good, add... but it sounded like Imior. No, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I, I don't have any like production skills and stuff, so it was like very. Very raw, very like, and doesn't sound yeah, good to me. And I, I sent that to Luca, and what he did after I was like, "Fuck, I love this song," but I hated the song at the beginning. I was like, "No, this shit. It's like boom, boom." But this guy does <laughs> like a fucking magical thing on that. Yeah, it's just like he sent us like snippets by snippets in in like in in proportions of like ten seconds, and mm-hmm. just like these ten seconds, we couldn't get over it. We kept listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Because Queenie sneaked in Luca, <laughs> unbeknownst to us in the band. We were just Aaron, Queenie and I. We didn't want anyone anymore, anyone else to be involved apart from us three at the beginning. And then mm-hmm. Queenie sent us a, a bunch of like rough demos. And it was just like, dude, look what I just wrote. And I was just like, this is fucking sick. What's happening? And it's like, <laughs> well, now that I know what you think about it, oh, I uh, gotta tell wow. you about my friend Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And at this point, we, we wow. couldn't say no. So yeah. we had to meet the guy and then it's been, yeah. That was my yeah. technique to get him on the band. Like, <laughs> That's genius. I, I really wanted this guy. Like, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. We were at a, a friend's birthday party and yeah. uh, everybody was showing his stuff. And a friend of mine told me like, show your stuff. You have to show it. I was like, no, I don't want to show it. <laughs> and I did. And uh, Quentin came to me like, we are uh, forming this band. Uh, do you think you want to come? into the band and I said yeah why not okay send me the files and I'll make them believe that it's me and so, I, that, so, that's so they will like, listen to it yeah. he even pitched you in 
Yeah. Wow. I don't think you needed to do that, though. I would have been like, oh, um, oh the 13 year old kid? Fuck yeah, let's go, man. I remember. Queenie, Queenie, no, we were a bunch of like narrow minded, like confident bunch sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. he thought he'd the have to like, go no that experience, over that no barrier. Shit, didn't want him. Yeah. That's it. Well, that that's, well, that, well, that's a good friend because like he's, sometimes you, you know your friend's dynamic. You kind yeah. of know, okay, wait, maybe by just make it more innocent. You'll yeah. be more. Gotta, sometimes you got to open the minds of your bandmates, and it sucks. Oh, it, it fucking drives I mean, it me insane. It was the very beginning of the project, so true I didn't true. want to to instantly going like, "Hey, I want this new guy to be here. Can mm -hmm. you listen to what he's doing?" Mm -hmm. So, so I was like, I, "I'll do it that way. Maybe it's gonna be easier." And it worked. So everything yeah. in this band happened in this like similar fashion. That that was the four of us, and then when it came time Aaron was still working at a bar by then and he had a friend of ours Nico from Novelists he had him listening to what then became Diazepam like Luca's version and this guy drunk at a bar at 2am was just like I mean let me be a part of this band and I'll sign you to my label <laughs> and that's how we got signed to our current label excuse me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah so like, he listened yeah, he to that listened song to it once at the bar he was like alright cool you guys are signed what? And it was just like a, a little snippet of what he'd done. Yeah, around shots at 2 a.m. at the bar Aaron was working in. And then we got a label with Nico from Novelist. And then he couldn't really get involved with that band because it was busy with Novelist. And, and he's got like a leader mindset. So if he's not like 100% in control, mm -hmm. he's not really interested. in. <clears throat> so he just like very kindly stepped out, which made room for Steve's, which is our like brother and best friend collectively. And then on the same kind of accident, we got a, a booking agent and, and another one. And it's yeah. just like, we, it, it's, it feels like we tripped over a stick two years ago. And we're just like on the verge of falling for the past two years. We're just like, things get happening on accident ever since. <laughs> Why does everything sound like an accident? Happy accident, though. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't even know how I found this tone, well, but yeah. I got it. Even the music sounds like an accident. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, we like put it out, but, you know... <clears throat> We've known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. We've been on, been on the road together and stuff. And you meet those people, right? You know, so mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to to contact like a Marco from Avocado Booking and be like, no. Yeah. But what's funny is he, he, he messaged us. He was like. Yeah, he came to us. Yeah, can I book you guys? We're like, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then JJ came along. JJ Cassier, who boxes in the States. Mm-hmm. Like our um, record label guy, uh, owner, Andre, was like, I'm flying to the States to talk to some people. And he was like, meet JJ. And JJ's like, you want to work together? Yep. And yeah. Then it's like, it's too it. easy. Yeah. But I guess like the biggest takeaway from all this adventure with this band is that things start happening once you stop actively looking for it and you just focus on the love of your craft and just like mm -hmm. doing what you do. Because we all spent like 10 years doing this before and things were a bit uh, harder to come by. And I like on retrospect, I think, because maybe some of us were like trying to force things to happen or connections to be made. And uh, mm -hmm. from the moment we stopped looking for this, because this was just a fun little project for us and we were doing out of pure love and the need for an outlet. And then since like all the, the best thing in life, love is the main like driver behind this. Like if you look at cathedrals in europe this is for like love of like a superior being 
uh, anything like beautiful or, or outstanding comes out of a labor of love beyond mm -hmm. everything. And this was a labor of love and that's what shit started happening. Once we start, stopped looking for things in particular and just did things out of sheer love, right? Like damn, yeah, he's he's beautiful. Sometimes that he was, speaks and it's fucking yeah. poetic as fuck. He knows how to speak. That yeah. was that was very thoughtful. That's uh, two drinks, Arno. Uh, <laughs> launching on three drinks, Arno. Do I need to catch up? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoever's closest to the fridge. Evil. Whoever's closest. <laughs> what do you guys want? We, we do. Uh, we do have pago. Pago, Pago, Everter Pago. Yeah, is that that is um, oh fucking hell uh, ICP shit. Yeah, they spray on the crowd and yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's what we got. Is that your shit? Are you guys like sponsored by Pago? I wish that'd be pretty sick. No, we just, we just have him here. He's like cotton Can't really talk about it, but we had a potential guest. So I want to make sure they're there. Oh, okay, all right. It's fucking oh. chilling. Well, maybe I maybe I spoke to a certain person who maybe sick. Yeah. Okay. What kind of you know what? What kind of guitars are you guys using? Uh, we play with Vola guitars and uh, Vola. Yeah, Vola. I, I I never seen him until I started doing. I started I started looking at him. Yeah, I think it's a Chinese brand. No, a Chinese and American brand. Nah, no, an American <laughs> brand run run no, it's by a Korean a, uh, guitar manufacturer that. Um, Makes the guitar in Japan and the USA, but but, but the it's a Korean Chinese. and Chinese. You told me that, no? No, Korean. Uh, CEO is from Korea, South Korea, and and Hong Kong, I think. It's not. <laughs> it's not Chinese. No, they're, they're I'm a racist. Awesome guitars. <laughs> and I've been. Sounds working... like you guys can't tell the the difference, you know? Oh, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's awesome guitars. I've been working for them for the past like four or five years now. Four years, yeah. And I get the chance to to create my my own signature model back in 2018. And we are playing yeah. the same guitar for now and he's getting a brand new one. Yeah, mine is getting done, but for now we are using his yeah. signature models. This one, yeah. Yeah, that's the Japanese version of it. Like the... Sick. And you have like a USA custom shop version that like relict has fucked. Mm -hmm. Look like a very old Fender Stratocaster, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like cool. That, just like this one. Wow. Yeah. I like your signatures. Yeah. I like I like I like Fender. I like I like the I like the just the just the look of it. It's classy. You are, you, are you just mm -hmm. running Fenders now? Yeah. I love that. Because even Fender. your signature, you had that fucking shape, right? Mm, the telly shape. Yeah. yeah. I just always, always liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm born, I'm born, raised in Corona. So that's where the Fender yeah, shop exactly. is. So yeah. kind of a look at the draw of, of, of life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm, I live down the street from the greatest <laughs> shit ever. Which <laughs> <laughs> also under, under the same warehouse, they have uh, Gretsch there. They have Jackson. Yeah. Um, Chavel, yeah, yeah, Chavel, boom. Nice. That's crazy, but yeah. So when I saw, I saw these guitars, I'm like, damn, what? That they're they're like on steroids. <laughs> they are. And you have and that one in the middle's taking a puff of meth and right you, now. I can and see it. you have the bare knuckle on that, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, we have like on our personal, but the Japanese version you don't have. Okay, so this is like Vola Stocks pickups. Okay, cool. On the USA version, we have like the Juggernaut and Trilogy Suites. Nice. And the burnout is that 
uh, is that passive? Yeah. Yep. Passive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You are the I'm perfect really not band. a big fan of active pickups, to be yeah. honest. Okay. Sorry You're for that. The perfect <laughs> band. This is actually the reason why you guys are here today. I need help finding a great passive pickup, and I don't know where to start. Very well, what do you search for in terms of fitting? Um, long story short, uh, I used a guitar on the cleansing that it was a no brand, but it had a Seymour Duncan passive pickup in there, and I've been chasing that tone literally yeah. like my, my whole career. I really I, love the like, passive. Nazgul and I, still, I don't know where to. Yeah, the pickups in Nazgul are fucking dope. Yeah, I love them. Which ones? Uh, Nazgul, Nazgul and Pegasus. From uh, Seymour Duncan, Nazgul and Sentience. Yeah, that's a ne neck and bridge, and you have like a Pegasus. Well. Sentient? Sentient, yeah. Sentient? Sentient, I don't know how to say it. I need a place to start. Okay. Nazgul, there you go. Nazgul. This one is really, really sick. It, it looks and of like course, a one of my favorite ones. If you want to upgrade into the boutique kind of pickups, you go to Barnacle. Yeah. Okay, you, and try the Silo. It's the Rabia Massad signature okay. pickup, and sounds fucking yeah, dope. It depends on what you want to say, because like the hamburger is like the single coil is crazy with the Silo. You if the you want more uh, yeah. straight up metal sound, maybe the like the painkiller or something like that would be better. I guess. Oh yeah, very much I kind more. Of like uh, the nail bombs as well. Yeah, dude. Oh, bombs really? are for my hey, signature, sorry, I'm getting we've white been to Talking about toilets for which one? Are we going pigs. to talk about drums at some point, or can I just leave <laughs> now, guys? But you you already dropped the mic earlier. You you said this very beautiful poetic. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, said yeah, your did you drop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drummers and singers always want more of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you had you had a beautiful moment. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Wait, what, what was the? Uh, uh, it was a. Uh, a Nazgul and a Sentient. Yeah, but it's the neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sentient, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's one, it's one a bridge and one a... Sentient is the neck. Yeah, and Nazgul, Nazgul is, the is the bridge. And you have also the Pegasus on the bridge. That's mm. like <clears throat> so less hot of output. Okay. So you're trying to get some of that cleansing tone back in there? I've been trying literally like years. Years. It's funny. My, my, my whole life's been a big circle. Just looking for that. Just a big, stupid circle. <laughs> The album, though, it's I, I, I want to do more li like it. It's it, it, anyway, it is you like you don't you don't know what you don't know what you're doing, and you strike gold, and you don't know how you how you did it. Yeah, you have no idea like how do how do how how do you do that? Yeah, it's like, well, it, it was by accident, right? Accident. You you guys, I mean, you guys did it like this, you guys did the same thing. Yeah, now we're gonna try and do something cool next, and it's gonna sound like total shit. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's a magic to not knowing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I love Lucas' approach. Like that's when he's I'm doing, doing music, not knowing anything. That's what I'm doing. He would just like <laughs> he'd like click a button. It would be like, blah. Be like okay, oh, that sounded cool. Just stick that in there. So, like, should we clean it up? No, no, no. Just move on. Whatever. And it's just a big Tetris game of Tetris of turd sounds, and it sounds fucking awesome. How do you? How does your band approach two, two things this is what i'm probably most curious about your band how do you approach um uh, first of all anyone that listening watching seriously turn off this podcast and listen to this fucking band because i was like i was listening to you guys i'm like what first of all it's insanely heavy it's insanely heavy but and like the you guys also did like the whammy stuff good it's just like man it's, it's extremely heavy plus like you come in with, with the with like the Melodic choruses, 
I was like, damn, this is fucking sick, dude. This is great. Thanks, man. It's cool. And I was, I was like, well, how do, how are they writing songs? How are they, how do you even start to write a riff like that? Uh, usually, it often starts with the ambience and what we want to say with Aaron. What Aaron wants yeah. to say, I ask mm. him, and I try to write, write something that uh, matches what he wants to say. Yeah, but the theme comes first, right? Yeah. He'd be like, what's the song going to be about? I'd be like, oh, okay, I want to say this. And he's like, okay, leave it to me. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then he sits in his room for a day or two and then he sends something and I'm like, yeah, yeah. sick. And I, don't, and I don't even start from the riff. Uh, I write ambience first. Atmospheres, like. Yeah. Atmospheric yeah, like stuff. Atmospheres and stuff first. I try to build something. And uh, when I have the mood that I want to get, then I write maybe a, a pattern, a drum pattern or something. Something. And then I, the guitars, because like there's no real riffs actually in our songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's just like rhythms and uh, atmosphere, I guess. That's it. So you start with Aaron will come. You, you you'll come in with like this subject matter or whatever, like something like that. Yeah, could be what well, could be. Is it like a? It's not always the case, but that's how we wanna do it and how we do most of yeah. the time. Is it? Uh, is it? A word you have? Is it like like a sentence you have? Is it like a maybe like, like a, a, a a skeleton of a song that that you have? Mostly, it's like a traumatic event or something like that. I'd be like, you know, this happened to me, whatever, how many years ago, or you know, I went through this or this kind of feeling, and I'll like tell him about it, and he'll be like, oh, okay, and he'll like just turn that into a to try and grab the feeling of what I was feeling at that time. And that's like a whole new level of expression, you know. That and, explains and, your band. And, and communication too, right? Mm-hmm. Having that, having the confidence in your brothers in your band to like say that kind of stuff and then put your trust in them to like turn it into something cool. So you have like a, everyone is, everyone is, is aware of the intention of yes. what's happening. For sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the first thing we, we said together as a band one of the collective message mm-hmm. that stuck is just no compromise and that goes for everything so good it's just like no direction no aim for yeah. success like whatever we do we do it uncompromised and even if that like drives us to our loss or demise <laughs> then at least mm-hmm. we would have done everything the way we wanted to with no filter or yeah. no no trying to please anyone else but ourselves it's just like that goes with lyrical that goes with music production that goes with the way we're trying to handle business. It's just like no compromise. That's the only rule we have to stick to together. Yeah. Well, that's a great rule. Yeah. I mean, we've all had to spread our butt cheeks at one point, you know, in the industry. Yeah. In our separate lives. Still bands. doing it. Still getting fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah we're, it, ne- we're... it never ends unless you're smart and, and aware of what's what's actually happening. You know, it's, it's, it takes a long time. Well, we've, we're wearing... Fucking butt plugs now. Good. That, oh, I, I, okay. Oh, but the, the, the I'm gonna get one. Butt plugs are not merch cut proof, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your? Uh, it's funny. I don't know why I should even talk about this, but yeah, I was. Do it. I've been like thinking, like, man, I kind of should we just stop touring for a while? Like, oh, like a touring strike. Should, yeah. No. No. I mean, oh, we could. You could do that too. But man, it's like just uh, you guys. Just to, just to, just just a temporary expenses. I'm curious how we're. Where you guys are at with like, I mean, what are like the merch cuts at out there? Like, what's I know like Live Nation did like this thing re- recently. Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah. I don't. We're we're gonna experience that benefit for the first time tonight. Actually, yeah. 
uh, potentially, <clears> because all the venues, even Random Live Nation, we've been doing this tour, were not part of that program because there's a small amount of venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, merch cut for for one is a first for us being from Europe because there's no such thing as merch cuts in Europe except for festival. But they mm-hmm. provide a service; they sell your merch. Well, then a merch cut makes sense. But here in the US, it's just like for a, a small square footage and a table that they take twenty percent off of you. We're, yeah. Obviously, that makes no sense for us. And obviously, there's going to be like counterparts and consequences to this like apparent blessing Live Nation is giving right now. But just got to wait and see what it's going to be about, I guess. Hmm. It's good that like attention got brought to that. I think the Alpha Wolf yeah. might have had something to do with that, right? Bad Omens, too, I think. Bad Omens, yeah. Like, yeah, some bands yeah. have like, they just like just come out forward on stage, just like fucking merch. Cause, when you say it, yeah. Fuck you, you know. I heard that they say something, Alpha Wolf, they said something about they were, like, there's one venue you did like 60%. Yeah, and they went on stage and they were like. It's like, dude, like, you're like, you're, you're losing money. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. It's crazy. Festivals we played on this tour, yeah, that, because being foreigners with state taxes and everything, we've been taxed up to 67%. We said no. Yeah. So um, <laughs> at a festival I should not name, we sold for a certain amount that was a pretty cool amount for a festival and we net it down to $170. Oh yeah. my fucking goodness. Yeah. yeah we basically lost money. Yeah. yeah we like for, lose for money. exposure, being like first tour in the US, like, well, it's cool if some people are wearing yeah. a 1056 t-shirt because we, mm-hmm. we, even for us, it's still a cool thing to see. Of course. But on a monetary side of things, it's just like, oh, so today we lost 2K. Okay. Cool. Fuck, man. Yeah, I think it's really important for people to be aware of. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure you guys are under a contract or anything, but you know, you got to read your, your your contracts and those little those little percentages here and there with like, with the t-shirts and shit. Fuck, yeah, it, it could fuck you because first you got to one one you got the um, merch bill, so there's that. It's right right off, right off the top, so you actually pay for it, actually get it in in your fucking hands, and then there's the merch cut. Yeah, and then if you have a team like a, a manager, there's that's fifteen percent yep. at the top top. So uh, if you if you fuck up with that first percentage, if you sign a deal or you're talking to a merch company, you have a a certain percentage that's not in your favor. It's like that, like just just like the thing. Everything after that is so hard. It's you're just gonna get constantly fucking punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, constantly mental. Oh yeah, that's what people need to understand regarding like merch prices. Mm-hmm. We're obviously bands are the least happy about having to up their merch prices. We're just like, mm-hmm. if we want to make a margin, like as little as even $5, we got to stick our t-shirts up to $35, $40. That obviously makes no sense to us either. Because if I go to any department store, 40 bucks for a t-shirt is going to be way above what I'd be used to be willing to pay. Mm-hmm. But then if you count like, like production costs, uh, card processing fees, merch cuts... Uh, state taxes, whatever, whoever's commission, then you're left to just a couple bucks margin on a $40 t-shirt. It's like ridiculous yeah. because merch... It's the fans that are getting fucked too, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we don't want, yeah, we don't want them fine. to pay. <clears throat> no. Exactly. And there was, this is, this is a sound guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he, he's on the circuit, he works for a big band on the circuit. And like I see people like that often say shit like, you know, if you accept tips at the merch table then you're a broke ass oh, yeah. bitch band or something like that yeah it's like what other fucking choice to you know what i mean 
fuck. Even to be, it's like ten to thirteen thousand visa mm. visa cost and the flights, and then you got to buy the merch. And I don't think people know how like much <clears throat> bands get shafted. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, there's no taboo about it. We shed ATK before stepping foot in the US to be able to tour here, and we're not being fancy. We obviously didn't go for the cheapest things. We wanted a comfortable vehicle. We wanted a sound guy, a media guy, and a driver. Uh, and that's it. And this visa, flights, merch, backline, that's 80K for us to be here for six weeks. Yeah. So to easy. break even with that. And easy, yeah. When you're going to be cut out of like how many person of every t-shirt you sell for 20 square feet in a shady venue. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we have things to say about this. Of course. What, what keeps us here? Because, because you, because we, we could read anything we read online, and we will go to any venue, and you get the, you see the percentage, or whatever. You get home after after being away from your family or uh, for a month long, and then you get the bill where you're not making, you think, but you do it again. Yeah, we're still doing it. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> it's that feeling, dude. What yeah. is that? I don't know. Like, what is that? <laughs> we're, here, uh, yeah, we're here among being brothers. Being on stage is cool. Exactly. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> and we're here among brothers. Years. Yeah. We've been doing this shit for years. And I mean, we're going back home. Fuck, fucking tired. We, social batteries are down. We can't even talk to our own families when we go back home because we, we're always with people. we tired as fuck. Mm -hmm. After five days home, we're like, okay, let's go again. Let's do it. Yeah. we did earlier is to do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is that little thing that happened on stage. When you're on stage, there is that what I call the magic part of the stage, which is like literally like between you and the crowd. And there is mm -hmm. something happening right here that I can't explain that drives me back again and again and again. Stop hitting the table. You stop hitting the fucking table, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> you, you, you gotta fucking drive the point home sometimes, you know? It's yeah, gotta, yeah it's just, <clears throat> but that's it, right? It's like, why do we spend 23 hours a day doing stuff that we don't like just to go dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. To the exception of today that it's only 22 hours because we love being here, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's love, but I'm always like, man, it's like, it's like transcends love. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. What else could bring us at the other end of the world in California talking to you today oh, among brothers crazy. other than doing this? Like, it's not a fucking tie suit nine <clears> to five <throat> that's going to lead us to doing this. We we get the best lives. Yeah, it's obviously, we're it's a blessing. There's no yeah. other word. I wouldn't change it for anything. No, yeah, shame. Yeah. no. it's a disease. It's a fucking virus. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's yes. I mean, I, we're cursed. We're cursed with not willing to do anything else but this, <laughs> like sticking our ass in a van, not being able, like yeah. skipping showers for days on end, fed on water and chipotle, hey, like healthy. The, that's the healthy version. Yeah. 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 Well, this is somehow. And for myself, at least, this is the only moment where I feel like I'm doing something yeah. for the world. I mean, for, for the world, of course. For the world, for the <laughs> outside yeah. world, for someone. Mm. Wow. That's yeah. the only moment where I feel useful. It's when I do the shit. Yeah, same, yeah. exactly the same. So. I let it be known that Steve's is a top-rated cybersecurity officer. He can ruin like the entire world's bank <laughs> yeah. system at a, at a finger touch don't if you wanted to. FBI is on my knees now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a, there is something worse than that. There's yeah, it's not it's not doing it. 
right? Yeah, yeah, it's, like yeah. A, it's like a weird. Yes. It's a weird well, it's thing. that feeling when you get home as well and, you, and you're not doing it, and mm. you realise that no one calls you anymore. It's called because, depression because you're not fucking there. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, life, one, no one's hitting you up on. anymore because, like, oh, shall we call Chris up? Nah, he's probably on tour. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just stop calling Chris. You know, does that happen? You have, no, of you course, ever, of course, man. You get home and you start. Oh, no one wants to hang around with you. Yeah, but, people, but they do, but they don't. You know, pe- people move on. People think you're busy. Your favorite restaurants closed down at home. <laughs> oh no, weddings. I think my, my lady's starting to accept the hard way. Like I just, you physically cannot be at weddings. F- physically, like you'll, you'll like. You're, it's funny because like your brain will like tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may, I may, I may make it happen, but then you look, you see dates. Yeah, it's just like literally can't. Uh, I've never been to a wedding. Funerals? Wait, I've really? Been to, I've been, never been to a wedding once. Not been to one, a funeral though. Not one, one wedding. Not even my mum's because I was at a show. No, and I hate myself for it. And t- to this day, really? Yeah, she got remarried. Fuck. And you're you're not there. You know what I mean? It's the worst. Oh yeah, I did the, exactly the wow. same. You did the same thing, yeah. yeah. And it was your sister. And I was on stage. And I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know, I should be there. It felt awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's that thing that tells you it's mm, it's a part of it. Go do the fucking show, man. It's gonna yeah. be cool. There's gonna be beers there or whatever. I actually missed the last day of my second that like one of the person that was the most important for me in my professional career. Got cancer, couldn't go to see him because we were doing this rehearsal. He died the next day, and I uh, couldn't see him. Yeah. Because of that shit. <laughs> but it is what it is. Or because of the fucking bum 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 bum. Yeah, bum, that's why we. That's why we're angry as well. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> End of the day, it's taking a lot of our, on our lives. Yeah, fucking angry. Eating on instruments. <laughs> yeah, we we can all agree that mm. no one that's not people that are not part of this grind can hardly understand and like there's no blame on them. They cannot understand what's going on in our minds and lives, as mm-hmm. in why we choose to do what we do mm. and what it implies. Like people fall in love with the idea of it, mm-hmm. but when it's just like materializes, there's just a whole other level of um events and truths that are happening around it that people cannot really get a grip around and once again not the blame to put but just like building relationships and families and keeping it up with your friends and family and people understanding around you is is it's never a given it's hardly ever happening because they cannot yeah understand what's happening you you can feel that you know that you've You've been here like longer than us. You definitely know this better than anyone, how hard it is to try and convey what you're experiencing, doing, being about this life to people that are not into it. Did you just promote the tour that we're on? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Tonight at the okay. Observatory oh, Santana, show up people. Okay, sponsored by Cause Light. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, you got your, your lifers. You know, and mad and mad respect to to your band, and mad respect to the sacrifices that that you continue to make. Mad respect you know? to you, man. It's cool, yeah. and and that ma- makes makes your music makes a lot of sense. Thanks, oh, man. Well, but you're you're a living legend, man. I'm proud oh, to be your mate oh, for so long, and Sam Aaron, glad Thanks, to be man. here, man. Thank yeah, you. We're honored. We're honored. I remember back in the day, I got really sick, and you guys bought me soup. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. It was, it was in Worcester at the Palladium, and I got sick. And I think it was Dan Kenny who bought me soup. Sick. He gave me a bed on your bus, and I drank soup there. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, God, that's thanks, sick. Thanks, guy. <laughs> we're all, we'll close it on either a low note or a high note. Vazepam. High note. What about it? Where, what does that song mean to you? Um, I get, had a trouble with the pharmaceutical drugs and stuff. Depression, mm. anxiety, and uh, yeah. And I think that I was going through like a really strong addiction. Um, well, I know that was uh, during the end of Betraying the Martyrs cycle. Well, he's, he's not, he's over here. Mm. Like, yeah, you were. This is what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was, yeah, just um, going through a really, really strong uh, benzodiazepine uh, addiction and just the way it m made me feel. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of lot of really, really, really negative thoughts. And that was just what I wanted to talk about. I don't know. What is that... What does that stuff make you feel like? And then, yeah, and then and then and then what what are the thoughts associated with, with that? Look, let's put Xanax and diazepam in the same. Okay, same shit. Got it. Cool. Do you know how that makes you feel? I've I've taken Xanax. Yeah, I used to take it uh, like in two thousand yeah uh, nine ten. It was like a couple of, couple years when we were flying everywhere. We're, we'll we'll take a lot of Xanax all time as, travel as a band. You, you time travel. You, you and you put alcohol on top of that, it's dangerous. It is, I, I'm ter I, I haven't done Xanax in well over 12 years. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of it. I'm really? terrified, yeah. Why? Uh, it's just, it ma makes you not give a fuck. That was it. Well, basically that was it. I was <clears throat> That's like- That's the point. That's what you want. Yeah, you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. I was just like, yeah, so anxious about everything. I've always been an anxious person, right? But it just got mm -hmm. to a point, it was crazy. And I was just, yeah, just eating anything that made me feel like I didn't give a fuck. Mm. And always drinking. Mm. And then not giving a fuck about anything and just having, like, yeah, suicidal thoughts a lot. And uh, and that was kind of shit that I couldn't speak about with my old band. Mm. And what's funny was, like, we were writing the last Betraying the Martyrs record together. I was still in the band, and we were doing pre-production in, in, like, some remote place. Mm-hmm. And I would like do some Betraying the Martyrs vocals and shit. And then on the sly, I had the, the diazepam instrumental and I was just like writing lyrics and then recording that in the studio with BTM. I was like, this, this is what I want to be saying right now, you know? And that's, yeah, just that feeling of like that <clears throat> whole situation was just, yeah, just not feeling very good, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunately it makes it great music. That's the thing though, right? <laughs> Fucking hell. Hey, I, I, want, I want to kill myself. Here's a sick-ass song. <laughs> right? That's literally how it works. It's weird. It's weird where, where you're, like, how how you make your demons make other people feel good. It's crazy. That's, well, it's, it's a trip. Kind of what Honor was saying earlier, right? It's, it's like trip. some people don't want to hear, you know, bands being like, oh, everything's going to be sick, you know, you know, everything's going to be fine because of this. People don't want to hear that shit. People want to hear... I almost killed myself because I feel like fucking shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, me too. That's a good song. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it fucking works. It's, it's always yeah. fucked up. Yeah, but also it's because, like, up. for once it feels genuine because how many people tried and market on the idea of depression? Like, this has been all over the place for yeah. the past six to seven years. Like, Tumblr 
Right. Kind of era, Tumblr core, where people were capitalizing on people just like, yeah. feeling like shit, oh, mm-hmm. depression sucks and everything. But how many of them have like reached the depth of it? Like we're, there's almost no way out. And for people to actually hear someone that's been there and can relate to that and that's been telling things as they are, uh, probably felt like a relief to some people. And it's been like an, like an added unexpected perk that we are, I guess, most thankful for knowing that people like have been able to see that as some sort of relief to finally hear someone telling things as they are down there. Uh, yeah. I guess it's cool. Hmm. Well, it's awesome that you've you've taken that and made it into a sound, and uh, you've you have a, a group of five guys that could you know listen. It's cool. cool. It's, not, it's, a, it's hard enough to be in a family. It's hard enough to be in a band. It's hard enough to be married. But even but then it's even harder to find that scene for people who actually listen to when you talk to them. It's cool. Yeah, yeah man. badass. Well, and here's the high note. Uh, you guys are on tour right now. Is this your first U.S. tour? Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yep. And Tillis is celebrating 10 years yeah. of, of their record. Isn't that mental? We were on tour with them 10 years ago. It's so weird. Together, yeah. me, you. Right? All-Stars tour? That was All-Stars, yeah. 2012, and Attila were on that. Yeah. Here we are, still. Old as fuck. Boom, it's still <laughs> this boom. Fucking, old as fuck shit. Fuck, God damn it. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so the tour's going great. Uh, come to a show. When When's this coming out? Let's see. Not this Monday, but the next Monday. So my Come end. to the last show of the tour then. <laughs> so, uh, so where where we at? We'll be. Uh, my, yeah, come to uh, Orlando. <laughs> come, come to the, the the show before the last show. Come to uh, Orlando and uh, Georgia. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> Both dude, I mean, great, great markets. Yeah, sick. Well, Aaron, it was an honor to re- reconnect with you. You know, I'm 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 fucking proud of you, man. Thank you. You got you, you guys are fucking sick, man. And you guys come a long way already. Thank you, man. It's, it's badass. It's nice, Chris. It's, it's nice. It's nice to see you. You know, alive and well. Cheers, man. Love you guys, man. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for listening. I don't want that shit. Later. Crew, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.